Welcome to The Happiness Approach. This is Pooja Anand. Doesn't it seem like today people are just loaded with fears, worries, and anxieties more than ever before? Today, I'm going to be sharing with you my personal take on how to overcome fear in specific. First off, I'm sure all of us have probably felt fear to a certain extent, whether that be fear of failure, fear of what other people think of you, fear of letting yourself down, letting someone else down, fear of loss, losing comfort, routine, fear of change, fear of the unknown, the list goes on. I mean, fear of being judged. But let's just start with that one. If you're still having a fear about what other people think of you, I say this with the most love and respect, you need to get past that high school egocentric view of yourself. And I know that's probably not a very nice thing to say, but I'm only saying it because I deeply care about you. Isn't it true though, the reason we get stuck in our heads about what other people think of us is because we're thinking more about our shallow fears and their judgments than the actual why or purpose behind we wanna do that thing. Say you want to start a new job, you want to start a podcast show, you want to start a blog, you want to start a new fitness routine, you want to start a new diet, whatever that may be for you. If we're getting in our heads and thinking about what are people going to think about us, what if our equipment's not right, what if I'm not good enough, what if I don't sound good enough, what if people hate my voice, what if people don't think that I'm pretty or that I look good. All of that is shallow thinking because we get stuck in our heads about what other people are going to think about us rather than sticking to why you're doing it in the first place. And when we have a bigger sense or a bigger meaning behind why we're doing the things we do, we just aren't fearful anymore. And you could be the ripest, most beautiful peach, and there's still going to be someone who hates peaches. You got me? Okay, now that that's over with, really... What is fear and what is the basis of it? Of course, on a biological and evolutionary level, it got us to where we are today. And we are very highly equipped to avoid pain, suffering, and danger. Without our fear conditioning or amygdala in our brains, we probably wouldn't even be here or have sustained as a species for that matter. So in that sense, fear is something to be grateful for. But in today's world, to be honest, it just doesn't serve that big of a purpose anymore. I heard this really cool acronym one day on fear, and I just loved it. It stuck with me. Think of fear as standing for false evidence appearing real. So F is false, E is evidence, A is appearing, and R is real. Frankly, we don't have anything to really fear in today's world. Fear isn't real. And let me explain. Fear is simply just the product of our thoughts and perceptions. Danger, however, is a very real thing. They're two completely different things. We can all agree that we don't have a cheetah or lion running after us, trying to hunt us down for its next meal, right? Or anything that's really threatening to protect ourselves from. The thing is, life has become too easy nowadays and too convenient, so Our brains have scaled down what's actually fearful or scary. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people in the world who live in true or real fear and danger. And I don't know your personal situation or story, and I'm not in any way trying to downplay real fear of survival and safety. That's a very serious thing, and I don't want to undermine that. 
What I am talking about today, though, and focusing on is what most of us are talking about when we talk about fears. I mean, I'm assuming that if you have the ability to listen to this podcast, you have a Wi-Fi connection or phone or internet access, a laptop maybe even, I'm going to assume you are in the few, (laughs) the small amount of people in the world who have these things in the big span of things. And being able to hear people talk in your headphones (laughs) on topics wherever and whenever, that's pretty nuts if you ask me. Imagine doing this 100 years ago. I would have to mail letters and gather people. So see, that's what I mean. Things have become so easy and simplified. And that's a good thing because technology and advancements are awesome. But they also sometimes create laziness or a lack of perspective because there's not really a lot we have to work super hard for in order to get them. Think about it. You can go to the grocery store right now and get your next meal. You can go to a restaurant down the street, probably. Fear is nothing but a perception and perspective of your own internal dialogue, usually blowing things way out of proportion. Anxiety, fear, nervousness, all of these things, they can be easily combated if we think about the why behind why we feel the way we do, where it stems from, and if that scary thing actually did happen, what's the worst that would happen and how would you deal with it? When we start thinking about our why behind the things that scare us or we're fearful of happening, it starts to lighten up a little bit and you're able to move on with more ease. Our brains are extremely curious and we need to know why and the process behind what's going on before making a lasting change. I'll give you a really silly example that happened to me literally last week. Me and my man were blending some homemade almond nut milk in the blender And as we were blending it on high speed, and this has never happened before because it's a really high-tech blender and it just doesn't happen, the blender top flew off and the milk and everything went everywhere. It was pretty comical, actually. And he replied with, man, that's been my worst fear since getting this blender and I knew that would happen one day. Where I replied back, yeah, but it happened And was it really that bad? I mean, nobody died. And that's what I mean. It was hilarious. And we obviously saw the humor in it. It only took around five minutes to clean up. Now, that's a really tiny example. But most of our fears are fears of inconveniencing ourselves. It would suck if dot, 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 fill in the blank. We often fear losing things that make us uncomfortable or make us inconvenienced, like cleaning up all the nut milk that fell on the floor. We fear change. We fear how people will change around us if we do X, Y, and Z. If we take on the new job, if we start a new diet, if we start to lose weight and get super healthy and fit. We fear losing the comfort that we get when we've adapted to doing something that we know is probably not good for us, but it serves a purpose of comfort or a conditioned feeling that we get. We all know what we should do. And of course, this can be common sense, but do you live this? There's a massive difference between knowing what you should do and doing it. Whatever it may be for you, though, instead of being scared of what could happen or what you could lose, I would suggest focusing on what you're going to gain. I like to write this out. I literally write this out on a piece of paper what I could lose, and what I could gain. I see what I'm scared of or what I'm fearful of. 
and I write down pretty much a pros and cons list. And once it's on a sheet of paper, it's not so scary anymore. In order to move on and make change, you must let go of the fear of what could be lost or happen in a negative way. What about all the good that could come of it? If you quit your job, you may lose the comfort and the security of having a check coming in every two weeks. But if you do what you want to do, say, for example, you want to start your own business, what good could come of that? Don't just focus on the negative. Focus on what you can gain. I love this quote from Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown says to Snoopy, one day we will die, Snoopy. And Snoopy replies, Yes, but every other day we will live. It's so simple, but so good, right? Once you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Now I want to just share with you five easy steps that I use to work through fear and that I've helped other people work through fear with. Step number one is ask yourself why you're fearful of this thing. And where does it come from? Number two, then decide if it's objectively a real or rational fear or if it's something you're blowing up in your mind. We've advanced quicker than our brains could keep up. So our surroundings have become less scary, but the same fight or flight response and stress response takes off. Our brains really can't tell the difference in terms of biological reactions and terms of releasing cortisol or entering the fight or flight state, if you're scared to deliver a speech on stage in front of people, or if you're being chased by a cougar. So definitely ask yourself if it's a rational fear and try to put it into perspective as much as you can. Number three, ask yourself, if this happened, could I or do I have the ability to figure it out? Would I be okay And what would happen if the worst case scenario did happen? Number four, now think about and visualize that bad thing actually happening, the thing you're scared of happening. Really think about it. Visualize the worst happening. Are you still alive? Please say yes to that. I really hope you say yes to that because most likely you are. Number five, be curious about your fear. Because when we're curious about things, we tend to disconnect the emotional attachment to it and start to turn on more of our rationality and critical thinking in our brains. So be curious and watch the fear become a quieter voice in your head. When we take the time to really think about why things come up and reason with them, we have an easier time dealing with them when they actually come up. It primes our brains to know exactly what to expect And we should expect the worst. You know, that saying, hope for the best, but expect the worst. It's not so far off. For example, astronauts, people who are, you know, flown to space in a rocket ship are taught to expect the worst. They're taught to be prepared for all failures. And they're taught to expect that things go wrong. And that preparedness allows them to think through a problem and solve a situation if it were to go wrong, and they focus on problem solving and not moping and getting emotional and freaking out in the moment because really they don't have the time to do that. I know most of us, we're not astronauts and we may not be in that situation, but most of us don't really think about how we could fix or deal with a problem if it went wrong or 
deal with if our fear actually became a reality. We just stop at the, oh my God, I'm so scared this is happening, freak out and move on. Thinking about how you would work through it though brings out confidence within yourself. When you realize that just about everything can be figured out and you have a belief in yourself that no matter what happens, you can deal with it. You can figure it out. And even if you don't know what it is yet, the fear of the unknown, your fear will become a friend. It'll become more of a challenge to you than something you're afraid of. Now, fear will never go away. It's built into us. And rather, I suggest that you convert your fear or certain things that you're scared of, say fear of making a call, or say you're about to go on stage and deliver a speech in front of hundreds of people or thousands of people, or you're going to enter a competition where there's real judges that are scoring you. Fear of expressing yourself, being perceived as dumb. And honestly, I think a lot of it can be dealt with by reframing that biological feeling and that physiological feeling we have in our gut as excitement. I love going on stage and giving speeches. I've probably given over 400 to 500 in my life. And a lot of people ask me, aren't you scared or nervous? Aren't you fearful of what these people are going to think about you? Aren't you scared you're going to slip up? And if you don't feel any physiological reaction, that means you don't really care about what you're about to do. So that's not good. But of course, my heart is racing and I'm a bit jittery, but I calm my nerves by jumping up and down. I have a routine and mostly I perceive and have always seen this physiological feeling as excitement. Because if you're comfortable all the time, are you really even growing? Our bodies don't know the difference between nervousness and sweaty palms and our hearts racing in terms of fear, anxiety, or nervousness, and the difference between being pumped and excited to do what you're about to do. Convert that energy into excitement and know that 99% of your worries or fears usually never even happen. And the 1% of the time they do, you got through it this far, right? You made it through, and you'll make it through that one too. Really take the time to think to yourself, how many times did the thing actually happen? Did the person actually tell you you sucked? Did they throw things at you? Did they laugh at you? Did they say no to your request or sales pitch? Big deal. It rarely happens, but think back to when those things did happen. It didn't shatter you, did it? We grow stronger with criticism, with things going wrong. When things happen out of the blue that we didn't predict, we grow closer in our relationships. Just this past summer, I went through a fire evacuation and the potential of losing everything. We were completely misplaced and we didn't know if our home burnt down or not. A lot of people would describe that as very scary and it was. But you know what? It brought our family closer together. It prepared us for if it ever happens again. And it allowed us to be grateful for the little things and gave us insights onto that as long as you have your life and each other, does anything else really matter? It was scary to see pictures of the mountain where our house was on and with it fully inflamed. It was scary to see those shots. Most people would agree, and I'm sure you agree, that that's something that people fear, having their house burned down or being part of a fire evacuation situation. But in cases when those things actually happen, 
you have to get real present real quick and you have to think more rationally and critically and problem solve what's actually going on and build up that preparedness more than give into your fears. So have belief in yourself to figure things out, have confidence and build up competency in knowing and preparing for it to happen. Visualize it, visualize the fear happening and visualize how you deal with it and problem solve through it. Because most fear is just a lack of reasoning. And the neuroscience has been so clear for so long. We have prefrontal cortexes for a reason. We have an impeccable ability to critically think through things. And don't allow your primate brain to take over when it's not a real emergency. Put things in perspective and go fearless out into the world. Because fear is a friend. It got you here. And once we think things through, that's the only way we can fully overcome them by reframing it in our brains. And if you're really stuck and you've tried all these things and you're just still stuck in your fears and things are just ruminating in your mind about the things you're scared of or you're fearful of or judgments of others or what have you, seek therapy. There is nothing wrong with that. In fact, a lot of the world's most successful people have a therapist they see regularly, not because they're crazy, And I hate even saying that, but because we all have things that we go through and we want to get better at. And sometimes to reach the next level, the best way to do that is to get a therapist or a coach or a professional or an expert. I mean, it's more of a luxury, I'd say. And I wish it weren't like that because most people nowadays would probably do it if they could afford it. And let's please lift the stigma off of therapy or seeking coaching to help you get breakthroughs or just work through things out in your head. We see a dentist for cleanups, right? And if we have a toothache, well, why would it be any different for the mind or the brain? I sense a shift happening already. Can you feel it? I hope you can. And let me know if you can, because we rarely take the time to think about why we have all the thought loops that we do But once we do, it is so worth it. I hope all in all, this podcast helped you with fear and above all, to tell you that fear is not your enemy. It's there to protect you. But statistically and objectively speaking, there just aren't real threats anymore to be fearful of. Take fear and convert it or reframe it into excitement and growth and positivity. Focus on what could go right and not just what could go wrong. But also be aware of what could be the worst of what could happen and then prepare yourself for that. And as you'll discover, when you've already thought about the worst of what could happen and primed your brain for it, you'll find that when and if it actually does happen, it'll be less of a fearful thing and more of a getting real present real quick to take this thing on type of thing. Now, none of us want pain. We want to avoid pain. We're built to avoid it. But when we realize we can flip it in our minds and become the master of our fears, we can start to live a life that's more authentic to us. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Sending you big love today and always to never let your dreams stay dreams. I'll chat with you next time on The Happiness Approach.